Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Obviously, last couple of days acquired a couple of players. Um, Rasul Douglas by trade uh, from Green Bay. That's still not 100% finalized, you know, not a lot of direct flights from Green Bay to uh, Buffalo, so we're uh, he's uh, he's just getting here, getting him to the physical and all that stuff. But assuming all that goes well, um, so I don't know that he'll practice today. Hopefully, we can get him out there at least to to watch at some point, um, you know. And and then we'll take it one day at a time. You know, that'd be up to Sean and the coaches how much or what is you know what his game reps would look like uh, this week. Um, and then Leonard Fournette added him to the practice squad. I've been talking to Leonard for a little bit. Uh, I got to know Leonard back in the um, pre-draft process. If you remember that draft, he went four, and we took McCaffrey when I was in Carolina. So I spent a lot of time with him and Christian and went down to Baton Rouge and uh, spent a whole day with him and got to know him. So know his background, and so it was good to see him again. He's obviously had a nice career, uh, won a Super Bowl and all that good stuff. So uh, just – this point, he had waited long enough. He was ready to join a team, and and um, so I'm excited to get him here as, uh, as well, starting him on the practice squad. What was the attraction? The main attraction on Douglas? Yeah, um, takes the ball away. You know, he's he's really um, he's had a unique career. You know, Philly drafts him, I think, third round, and uh, didn't not everything was perfect there for him. He goes down to Carolina, still wasn't great, but. Um, I think went to Arizona's Peace Squad, and when he went to Green Bay, just light came on for him. Started turning over some big plays, and um, very instinctive. You know, you just um, we talk about instincts all the time, and, and that really, you know, defining instincts is more the coach can show you everything, but sometimes the team's showing you something else that the coach hasn't shown you. And do you react right away? You just instinctively know what to do because you understand how it all fits together as if you're a coach. And some guys have that, some guys don't. If, if the coach didn't show it, they may not process exactly how to operate um, a different look. He is very instinctive. Is that, is that intangible? Brandon, you know, help when you're, he's coming in at this point with a lot on the line and, you know, obviously down Trey White in the secondary to have him kind of, you know, join the defense to help them get up to speed and execute more effectively. Yeah, I think it does. Um, Terrell Bernard is a good example. Missed the whole preseason. Well, not I mean all the games, and stepped in right away and and did pretty well. His instincts helped him for the lack of reps that he missed in those games. So, to your point, Adam, I would say very similar to Rasul. We've heard we've heard a lot about his leadership, locker room, what kind of guy he is. You guys just signed Josh Norman a couple weeks ago. How much were you looking for a little more of that considering the youth of the room after losing Tredavious? Yeah, you're definitely looking for that veteran presence. And I think 
playing reps in this league, seeing what teams are trying to do to you, like anything. He went through some ups and downs that I mentioned a minute ago. The light came on, figuring out this pro game and all that. You know, corner, as we know, is is not an easy position to play. And it took him some time, but he's he really found his groove in Green Bay. And, um, you know, obviously we, we've been looking at corners for weeks now since Trey went down. And teams aren't openly willing to give those. And it wasn't easy. It was back and forth. Green Bay did not want to lose him. You know, it took, you know, a couple of days. I mean, I called on him even last week. And, you know, they, they were not planning to do it, but we finally made it attractive enough for them to do it. What was the process that got you to there? Did you make the initial call to them weeks ago? How did all this work out? Yeah, last week, um, checked in with them. And he, actually, Terrence Gray, uh, I need to give Terrence some credit. Terrence uh, reached out to one of their guys and just said, um, you know, is this something you guys would do? And he said, I think it's it'd be worth Brandon calling Goody, uh, Brian Gutenkos, uh their GM. So I did last week. And uh, Goody at that time was like, I don't, I don't think we'd, we'd do that. You know, we're, you know, it means a lot to our team. And, and um, even yesterday this time, it was still, that was still the tone. Um, but we kept working, and, and I appreciate Goody's work on his end to, to be open, and we got it done at the deadline. Hey, Brandon, how important was it to end the deadline with still having your first, your second, assume a third compensatory? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hate giving up any picks. You know that. Uh, but every season hands you different things, and, Obviously, we've we've faced a few injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and so just trying to find ways. What's the best ways to help our team? Um, I mean, we were looking at offensive players too, though. Is there is there a player out there that we can add to offense to help us score more points, to help get ahead and let these rushers? You know, we're just what you know. That's what Sean and I were talking about. What is out there that can help us? Uh, you know, naturally you're going to look on defense because that's where we lost. Uh, Daquan, Matt, and Trey, um, but we we looked everywhere and ultimately found that this was the best move for us. Hey Brandon, the other night, you know, Josh Norman's active instead of Elam. Yeah. he's been a healthy scratch half the year. You make this move. Where are you on your first round pick from last year? Yeah, I mean, Kyrie, not everything's been perfect, um, and he has he has had a nagging ankle. Um, we're we're discussing whether to to shut him down or not and let it let it heal so he has been a scratch I wouldn't say he's been a hundred percent healthy scratch but it's you know part of it has been um you know it hasn't worked out perfectly you know in, in the game so far he was he was inactive to start uh, whatever until Trey got hurt but you know still know that Kyrie can play and some of the same things I just talked about with um Rasul you know not everything worked out for him I know Josh Norman is here, you know, in Carolina. We drafted Josh in 12, and I know there was, a, you know, multiple multiple times we had to sit Josh down. It just um, – I believe it was middle of his third year where the light came on, and, and the next year he really flipped the switch. So uh, I'm still very hopeful. Kyer's here working hard. He's doing everything. You know, it would be easy if he's, you know, running the streets or – or not in his playbook. He's he's doing everything. He's been getting treatment on the ankle, around you know pretty much around the clock. You know when he's here, and um, he's a pro. He wants to do well, and you know this this game requires confidence and things like that. And um, you know if things don't go well, you're naturally 
maybe your confidence drops a little bit and you'd have to ask how you're where that's at but uh we're going to stay with him and uh again we're 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 looking at everything whether just to now that we have you know rasul coming in um maybe shut him down let the ankle calm down a little bit you said you're going to stay with him was there any consideration no to not no no zero and where does London Fournette fit into the running back room? Is this simply a don't know exactly what Damian Harris's future brings, or is this something where he's going to maybe get in the mix sooner rather than later? It's just I'm always trying to find competition. That's what that's really what it is. This guy's a proven player, picked number four overall in that 17 draft, has had some success. Um, same thing. Not everything worked out in Jacksonville for him, but he he goes to Tampa. And, you know, Brady and him clicked in, in that offense. And um, you, you see what, you know, he's a bruiser. You know, he's a heavy, heavy dude, mid-230s. He looks good. Um, I think when, when we were drafting him, I think we had him around 239, 240. He's a little bit less than that right now. Um, so, yeah, just competition to the room. But he's going to, you know, he, missed, he doesn't know this playbook. And so uh, I think it's good of him to come in here and start on the practice squad. He's – Head down, uh, he's been great, and so we'll take it one day at a time with him, and you know, no promises on on anybody's parts from that standpoint. Brandon, just to, just to clarify, when you say shutting the Kyrie down potentially, would that be just potentially short term IR? Or yeah, yeah like for just yeah. I mean, IR is um, it's four weeks now, so don't, yeah, you just you put them down, see where it's at, see you know if if we do that move. We would, if we do it, we would do it to make sure he's 100% before he goes back out there. So if that's four weeks, five weeks, whatever that is. What's the, um, any feedback from your training doctors on, on what the projection is on Dequan Jones and, and Matt? Might they be able to return at any point this season? Yeah, no, um, I don't have any update for you there on, on, on either guy from that standpoint, John. They're both here um, trying to rehab, but um, nothing definitive there. Yeah, I think you just, it's a little bit of a, a gut, a feel like you've, um, you've worked through everything and, and it's not, like I said, it's not all been, been bad with Kyrie. It, it's just, um, you know, you, you, as, as the coach, you got to have confidence that everything is ready to roll, that he's, perfectly healthy he can do the job and and um like I said not not everything has worked out perfect but you know we're he's a young player he's halfway through season two and you know I've gone back and looked at his college stuff you know and and I see it I know I know what's in there we just we got to get it out of him we got to get his confidence up and 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 make sure he gets back to 100 percent. however we do that and and but yeah, well, that's that's really what it is. I look at it as a young player, Catherine, and and um, you don't give up on young guys. Yeah, I think he's done great. I mean, it's hard. You, you know, um, he wants to play. He's competitive, and he really wants to play. Naturally, again, you'd have to ask him. Probably frustrated. You know, that's you know he, he doesn't say it. He's he's a pro. He's not in here griping or anything like that. He's just head down working and and trying to. Trying to get better at the things that 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 the coaches are looking for him to to do better. So you were looking at cornerbacks the last couple of weeks. There's yeah. a report that you made an aggressive attempt for Jalen Johnson. 
How much was the, is that true? And how much is, is Douglas's contract situation? Did that maybe make it a little bit more favorable uh, to make that move? Yeah, I looked at a lot of them. I don't want to really get into specifics of which ones. Um, but yeah, looked at from the highest ones you can think of that could have been available um, to guys less talented than Rasul. And talked about them all, debated them all, but we thought, you know, this was in the end, you know, probably got it done an hour before the deadline. We thought this was, was the, the best move, you know, that a team was truly willing to part at, at fair compensation. But how much of your- five, five and three, uh, what encourages you? What concerns you about this team? Uh, what encourages me? Um, you know, I believe in this team. And I believe, you know, I believe there's a lot of good things happen. I believe, you know, yes, we've lost some games, but um, we're not getting our doors blown off, anything like that. If we were getting run out of the gym, I'd be concerned. Uh, we just, all these games that you win or lose, I mean, we've won some too that you go, man, we, we, we probably left them in the game too long. Just some things you got to clean up, but this team is still forming its identity. And uh, while we, we know a lot more than we knew probably four or five weeks ago, uh, I wouldn't say we know exactly where this team's going to be. Um, you know, I think back to that 2021 team, middle of the season, we were win a game, lose a game, win a game. We were still trying to in a rut. And you face different adversity. And when you lose, when you lose some guys at once, the way we did on on defense, some leaders and and different positions in, in Milano and Trey and, and Daquan, we're human. Those guys are human. It naturally rocks you a little bit. Like, all right, who's stepping up? Who's doing this? And now more guys are taking reps that weren't getting reps, whether it's at linebacker, DT, all that stuff. So it just takes time. I think the coaches have done a really good job of getting the next guy. You know, we, it's next man up. Easy, easy to say, not always easy to pull off. But um, I think the more reps these guys that have these replacements that have come in for the guys I've mentioned, the better they get. The unit, hopefully, we can stay healthy. They'll get better and better. And um, same thing for offense. I think. Um, you know, I thought they really showed some life last week in Tampa. Uh, it had been a little bit of a, you know, a rut, you know, since the London game. That wasn't a lot of fun, the whole trip. But um, beyond that, we'll, um, you know, it is what it is. But no, I think long season to go, and uh, we'll see where, you know, we'll see where it ends. We just spent a lot of time in Cincinnati um, with Demar at his bedside. Mm-hmm the prospect of going back to Cincinnati this weekend and just what maybe you might think of um, as you as you arrive there on Saturday and, and see the game on Sunday? Yeah, you're, you're naturally going to think, I mean, it's, it's human. Everyone that was there will. Um, I think right now our, our focus is just we know we got an opponent, and so we're just trying to focus on that and, and make that the main thing because if you're not, um, that's a really good team. You will get run out of the gym. And they've obviously played games there. But, no, I think, you know, internally everyone's doing a, a great job of just do your job, focus on it. And, um, you know, obviously, like I said, you're, you're human. You're not going to walk in there and not think about it. But, you know, everyone's going to, you know, compartmentalize it the best they can and, and, and go do their job. Understanding all of that, Brandon, in the big picture of, like, the outcome there, um, the medical response, his recovery. Yeah. Uh, what we've seen from an awareness standpoint and CPR training, you know, beyond football. I mean, just have you taken time to reflect on that and, and you kind of look back at that to see the impact that that whole thing has made in a very 
positive way? Yeah, I mean, a uh, lot to be proud of, a lot to be thankful for. Um, you know, thankful for how it turned out for DeMar first and foremost, and um, proud of all the people on our staff. Um, cool to get to know a lot of the people in, in Cincinnati in those hospitals, and, you know, to be cool to give those people a hug and a handshake again and thank you and, you know, that kind of thing. But, no, and, and what DeMar's done with it is uh, amazing. You know, he could have just worried about, hey, I'm glad I got my life back. I'm focused on that. But he's, he's played football and got himself ready while also um, helping a lot of people with CPR, AEDs, all that stuff, even internationally. I think he was doing stuff in London too. So um, a lot of positive came out of that. What has impressed you about uh, Kincaid and Torrance so far? Um, you know, I think both of those guys are just – it's not been too big for them early. Sometimes – Guys look good in practice, but then you get into the speed of the game, and it's it's a little too fast. Um, it's just a different speed. You try and warn them, but you can't replicate that that speed. And I think um, I think both of them. You know, Torrance coming from Louisiana, going to Florida, probably helped him a lot. I think if he'd have come from Louisiana and, and not transferred, I don't know if it would have happened as fast for him. I do think playing in the SEC really helped him, but that's probably the biggest thing. They just they don't flinch either either one of them, good or bad, and and they don't really act like rookies. You know, I know people say that sometimes, but I don't I don't think definitely by now guys are looking at him as rookies. They've done enough and they've established themselves the roles on our on, you know on our offense. Brandon to bring back Vaughn when he did back into the game versus maybe giving him another week of practice or that sort of thing. How does that you know a couple weeks removed from that? How do you reflect on that and what went into that decision to bring him back when you did? Well, you you're trying to there's no perfect solution probably um, because you you'd love to send him through training camp and there's only so many padded practices that you can do. And so playing on air, running the hoops, running through drills is only going to get you so far. It's like when guys are rehabbing, at some point the trainer and the rehab guys have to push them off to the coaches and have them doing real live football stuff. So some of the game stuff is the is what he needs as part of the comeback. We could have kept him out for two or three more weeks, had him practice more, but those game reps are he's probably gaining more from those than he would off of practice where contact's limited. Brandon, how did you assess Sean's ability to manage the defensive play calling duties and head coaching duties at this point? Yeah, I think he's done a hell of a job. I really do. Um, I mean, it's 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 a lot. He's put a lot of time in, even more. I mean, it's not that he wasn't putting time in. He was he's meticulous and putting a lot. But um, he's done a heck of a job, and I think our, you know, I think our guys respond to the way he is. He's just he's naturally fiery in there he's gotten to know some of those guys personalities a little bit more and and I don't I don't think he's mismanaging the game which could easily happen when you're locked in I think he's done a good job with that he's you know we got a good team of people that he counts on for different things phases of the game whether it's replay clock um, all the all those items but um, no he's he's done a great job and and I think it'll continue to even get better the you know every every week that he's you know yeah. continuing to do it which is about uh, Jordan's role last week playing a little bit more closer to line of scrimmage like a dime defender more at the linebacker level from your perspective roster construction seeing that and his versatility how much of that plays into kind of what you did or going forward what you think about you know how he can be using this team yeah I mean Jordan 
is a football player. And, you know, people keep talking about positionless football players and versatile. We talk about all the time, the more positions you can play, the versatility you add, that's just another piece that Sean can use. And, and that was part of, you know, adding Taylor Rapp in here, knowing that, you know, Poyer was going into free agency, DeMar's situation, like, what, how's it all going to shake out? Mike is coming back from a neck. Let's just add some guys that can play. And however it shakes out, Sal, you know, we got guys that can play football. And, um, you know, I think Taylor could do some of that too if we wanted to flip it back or, or whatever. I think, you know, Sean and the coaches have just done a great job of mixing and matching different guys in different skill sets, different packages. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they continue to come up with different ways to use these guys. About the defensive, how do you feel about the defensive tackle situation right now without Daquan? And would you be open to maybe adding at that spot in free agency moving forward? Yeah, um, looking at that hardcore and um, definitely discussed that with some teams, you know, the last couple of weeks as well. Um, you know, nothing's final, but we've definitely been working on some stuff. Would you like a later trade deadline? Nope, I wouldn't. Um, you know, I think ultimately, I know there's push for back. I could, I got it if it's a week or two, but I think you get too far down. Like, I think some teams truly may turn on the the tank button or you know whatever it is. I just, you know, I, I would hate if you're you're rolling along, everything's good, and then there's five weeks to go in the season, and a team you're competing against just trades for three huge pieces and now now it changes the game you did all that work. you know what I mean I just I think there's a fine balance to it and I think there's still enough teams in it that people aren't just going to give players away at this point which I think some sports that you know they just they just do that they're almost hoping to lose and I'm not a I'm not a fan of the whole tanking thing this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 